Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. And we are here. Good morning. Not necessarily we're back. We're here. <clears throat> yep. Because uh, not allowed to say we're back. Am I? Is that the thing we're, we're trying not to say? I don't know. I don't know either. I kind of forget. I forgot. <laughs> I've been trying different openings for so long that I think that if I started with the um, stereotypical opening that I was that I was opening with, it would seem different now. <laughs> that, well, that was kind of the point maybe, of it. Maybe so. you need to go back and listen to your podcast. <clears throat> I have to go back. I'd have to go back several episodes though, because we've been trying this for like I don't know the better part of six or seven episodes, six or seven weeks. Yeah. So. so Keith, um, the my buddy that's listening to your podcast, um, he uh, texts me on Friday and goes, and I I never told him that uh, that I had said something anything about your podcast uh-huh. um, that day on Friday, and he yeah. he texts me and says, okay, so full disclosure, uh, I am still listening to his podcast. I'm not all the way through, caught up. Yeah, there's and, a. So it was kind of funny. <laughs> it, it was it was clue to me that uh, at that point he was listening to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and um, before I got full rant mode, um, I decided to start recording because this is this is uh, something that irks me. It's golden. It bothers me a good bit. So um, while you were at the uh, arm security training for a cleat, uh, for our church's, uh, security team. Yep. Uh, while you're at the run of the range instructors. Yeah. So one of something the range, that infuriated me. So one of the range instructors, uh, or actually somebody asked, so can we put on our, uh, pistols, uh, like crimson trace or, uh, red dot sight or something along those lines. And he says, well, th- there's a law against that. And uh, the reason being is um, that when, when you put those crimson trace or the, the red dot sight on, it just means you want to kill people. Which is bogus. It's the most bogus thing I've ever heard on the face of the planet. And I'll break down that statement in, uh, in, in a couple of different ways. <clears throat> One, there is no law against it. And that bothers me to no end whenever people talk about things that they know nothing about and they and they just because they heard something somewhere makes them think that they that that it's true. So my advice to anybody and everybody, if they're if you're ever going to talk about laws of any sort, then perhaps you should read about those laws. Or maybe if you say, I think there's a law like that's that would be understandable but don't perpetuate this nonsense because now there's probably somebody out there who's thinking um man i guess that you know it's just illegal for me to put a red dot sight on my carry pistol if i'm doing armed security which is not true so when i heard this i said well that's absurd but it's coming from a range instructor so maybe and he does this all the time he's doing cleat um armed security classes so maybe 
he knows a thing or two, and, and, and that's just the most ridiculous law we have on the books. So I look it up. Um, and not only is there no state statute against it, <clears throat> but in the CLEAT guidelines and regulations in uh, published by the Oklahoma um, State uh, Secretary's Office, there is a there is a section about the carrying of firearms in the duty of armed security. And in this section, it doesn't mention a thing about sights. So it basically it outlines what guns are allowed to be carried. So like you couldn't carry this AR in the line of armed security duties. They're not allowed to carry rifles of any sort. The only long guns that are allowed to be carried are shotguns. So the way that it's written, it doesn't even leave it up to vague interpretation where it's like, here's what you can carry, but it doesn't, it doesn't. But you do have to, with a shotgun, you do have to qualify. You do Uh, have to qualify. So it does say what you have, like in order to carry these three different categories of firearms, you have to have, you have to have a certification on each of them. And that is revolvers, semi-automatic handguns, and uh, shotguns. So, mm-hmm. if you qualify with a revolver, you can't carry a auto. If you qualify, and just, you know, before the internet lights on fire, semi-auto. So, funny enough, that is kind of a slang term, or not necessarily a slang term, but kind of shorthand for semi-auto handgun is, they call them autos. Which is kind of, uh, which is kind of probably not a good idea in today's climate, where if you said, you know, auto handgun, people are thinking like automatic, you know, handguns and whatever. Anyhow. Right. So it spends, that regulation spends more time talking about the types of, like the the restrictions and rules for carrying a shotgun and what type of shotgun you're allowed to carry than it does at all on on any of the handguns. Basically with the handguns it says this, you can carry a revolver and you carry a semi-automatic handgun. And then... Mm -hmm. And then, and you have to have written certification showing that you've trained with those firearms, and and that's that. It doesn't say anything about sights. And I knew that that had to be completely absurd. I, I had a feeling that he was talking straight out of his hind end. <laughs> Whenever I heard that, and you know, it, it, what infuriated me about it is not it is not as much that. That he, because if you're wrong, you can be wrong. You're allowed to be wrong, and you're allowed to be stupid. Just don't go spreading your stupid. Is all I, as all I ask. Not only that, but the, just the rationale and, and logic behind it doesn't make any sense. I what, guarantee you, he got that from somebody. Somebody, somebody said, said yeah. that um, it was, it was law, and so he didn't go and check it. Yeah. And that's where and as, and I so, heard it, and I'm going, well, so, that sounds dumb, but okay, whatever. So if, like, you said that to somebody, I wouldn't be nearly as upset because you're not a range instructor sure. teaching classes. Like, if you're in a position of an educator, you probably ought to be educated. So this range instructor that said this was not the <coughs> actual teacher. Yeah, he wasn't teaching the class, but he was... But he was there on the firing... Uh, um, or he he was there, given the commands for uh, when to ready aim, fire, all that. So he was yeah. a certified he, range instructor. Yeah, he just wasn't in the class teaching. Correct. Yeah. So he wasn't teaching the class. Of. Yeah, because the guy's clearly a moron. <laughs> um. So here, it and yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a nice guy. Um. But he clearly needs to. He clearly needs to rethink 
what he's what he's going to regurgitate as law when it's not. Here's another flaw behind that logic. In fact, if he had heard that, this is the thing that makes me concerned about his um, his intelligence level is that the fact that he heard that it didn't bother looking it up because he didn't think in his like there was no because when I heard that I immediately went to look it up because that doesn't make any sense like the logic behind it is flawed. You can't put a red dot uh, reflex sight like a micro reflex sight on your pistol or a crimson or like a, a laser on it because that means you want to no. The reason why I would want a red dot be is because I want to be more accurate because I want to save lives, right? Right. You, you don't want you don't want a bunch of collateral damage, especially in the case where if you're carrying a subcompact. Subcompacts are hard to shoot with irons. They are just hard to shoot iron sights at any reasonable distance, basically beyond 15 yards. This this little um, Ruger LCR right here, it is a tiny gun. Um, it is a comfortable carry gun. But, um, I'll tell you, I'll be the first to tell you that I would not, with just iron sights on it, I would not feel comfortable nor attempt to take in, in like an actual scenario, attempt to take a shot outside of 15 yards because beyond 15 yards, it is really hard to guarantee my accuracy. Now, unless with the only exception of it's like an open field and bad guy has a gun and there's no chance of me shooting anybody around him because odds are of the five shots in this pistol, I'm probably going to miss at least twice at, you know, if it's at 25 yards, for instance, especially if you didn't have a backdrop. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, if there's no one in the backdrop. Then yeah. If it's a clear, you know, if it's completely clear, brain prey, only bad guy out there, then yes. Okay. But Odds are, in most cases, you're going to have, like in the instance of white, the White Settlement Church shooting, there's too many people, too many good guys, too much collateral damage around to where I would have, the shot that that, that, uh, that the security guy um, took, to, or the church parishioner the took, that took out the guy, that distance would have been too far for me to want to shoot my LCR in a, cl- in a crowded, chaotic scenario. <clears throat> oh, man. And he, and now... My 45, I would feel comfortable with because it is a full frame. It's much more easier to handle. So my point is, is with this gun, realistically, if I want to have it be more effective at further ranges, I would want to have a laser on it. And that's not because I would want to kill somebody. It's because I don't want to, I don't want to kill somebody who shouldn't be killed. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to accidentally hit, um, you know, Miss Debbie, uh, who, you know, comes to church every Sunday and is frantically screaming because something's gone crazy and people are getting shot at, you know. And that, have, have you seen the, the ASP uh, video? Yes. That he breaks it down. It's, it's kind of amazing how, um, you might want to link that to the video today or to the, to the, uh, what's it called? Yeah, anyways, I'll find it. Um, he, <coughs> He actually breaks down um, how the, I think it was him, that you have, your average response is, what, two to three seconds. Yeah. And in that situation, he, he, the ASP guy, um, he breaks it down and he. he, His name John, John Korea, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I watched a few of his videos recently. 
So. He's, he's pretty awesome. I, I, yeah, there's yeah. a few things that I mildly disagree with him on, but um, by and large, he's pretty pretty I much mean, right on. Carrying a first aid thing around on my ankle. Yeah, that I mean, that's a, a little weird. Yeah. Now, I, I think first aid kits are important to have. I have one everywhere I go, um, but I'm not carrying one on my ankle. No. It's just, no. No, thank you. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I mean, so I have I have several first aid kits. Um, and that is an important thing um, to have. So I have one in my go bag, um, all, which is also my range bag. Uh, my go bag is uh, multi-purpose. I can, you know, it's for, you know, if, if things get hectic and I need to grab one bag that has all of my, that has my basic essentials for self-defense and my firearms and stuff. And that is that. Toilet paper? Uh, it does have toilet paper in it. I'm not kidding. Camping toilet paper, real compact, uh, easy to, easy to, or well, it's, I mean, it's good for. Just in case things get hairy. Yeah. I mean, have some hairy, uh, water purification tablets in it. Um, you know, now it, it, realistically, if something got crazy, um, I would be grabbing more than one bag. I would grab this go bag and then ideally I'd grab my hunting Brown pack. pants? My, what, what? The one with the brown pants? <laughs> yeah. You need the brown pants on. <laughs> Grab my brown pants. <laughs> what well, that was a uh, is that true? I don't remember if that's true. I think that's just an anecdote from so there was a you know a, a ship captain, um, and they they were being attacked by like pirates or something, and and uh, he gets shot, and he asks his uh, first his first mate to grab his red shirt, so that the the crew can't see him bleeding. So he puts on a red shirt, <clears throat> and then uh, the pirates, you know, come out with, and then they're like more ships or something like that, and like big cannons. And then he says to his first mate, "Grab my brown pants." <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Um, anyhow, no, I. Uh, so I have a first aid kit in my go bag. I have a first aid kit in my hunting pack. Um, I have a first aid kit in my truck. And I have a first aid kit, you know, obviously at the house, even though at the house I have several first aid kits because that's where a lot of my packs reside. Um, I think, and in a lot of, you can get these first aid kits, these just-in-case first aid kits at Walmart for like 12, 13 bucks. They're pretty extensive, have a lot of stuff. They can fit in all kinds of backpacks, and I keep one underneath the seat on my driver's side seat in my truck. Um, I add a few things to it. Um, usually I like to add, um, medical tape, uh, to it. The, um, the kind that's easier to tape for bandages. Um, cause you know, like, um, like the clear medical tape, it's a little bit more comfortable to tape with rather than some random tape. I think, I think some of them come with the bandage tape. That's more of a paper material, which is a good one too, but um, also liquid bandage. It's a smart thing to throw in because you get cuts on like your fingers or something like that. It's nice to have a liquid bandage because band-aids aren't real good and like in certain places like in creases and whatnot and you lose mobility of that finger. But, um, <clears throat> so that was a, oh yes. So range instructor guy. <clears throat> um, it infuriated me because like, <clears throat> and you can tell by his statement that that is also his mindset. And he subscribes to that idea that if you carry a more accurate sight on your gun, you want to kill people. Yep. And that is just absurd. The reason behind a more accurate, to be more accurate and train 
is so that you don't hurt anybody who shouldn't be getting hurt. Like it's it's just it's just smarter. Now I'm probably never going to put a red dot sight on my 45. Um, and the reason I'm not going to do that is uh, not because I don't want a red dot on it, but it's not really necessary. Um, I don't think for me. Um, but also too, the slide's not optic ready. I'd have to like I'd have to do work to. It's just too much hassle. Plus, yeah. as soon as it releases, I'm getting the Ruger 57 and it's optic ready. So I'll put a red dot on that. Um, but I will put a laser at some point on my LCR because I don't I don't like how I can't really comfortably take a shot out beyond 15 yards. I mean I can. And here's the deal. I can shoot this thing and put it on paper 25 yards out. But I have to, it takes a long time to get that shot off. It's not something that like it's not something that I could like it's not like my 45. Like oh crap, something's happened. I can draw and I can instinctively shoot and and always be on paper 25 yards out. <clears throat> um, that is more that's that's a much more comfortable gun to do that with. I don't and because if if I had to instinctively like just draw and put put some rounds down range at 25 yards on this with this LCR, there's going to be misses. And I don't want there to be misses not because I don't want to not because it's like oh well I didn't hit the bad guy enough times. The concern is I didn't that that I missed. Where's that bullet going? You know, and so you want to you want to accurately be able to hit your target. And so that 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 nonsense. So my advice to anybody: if you're ever going to regurgitate some law, before you better you regurgitate. Educate. Yep. Before you regurgitate, educate. <clears throat> Look into it, and not and even and don't just like see a news article that mentions and explains a law. Read the statute. Read the actual law. Read the actual and regulations. The the old saying: uh, "Check yourself before you wreck yourself." Uh, mm-hmm. You might want to check check your information before you make yourself look like a fool. Yeah. Such as that es- guy. especially if you are in a position of as an educator or even just someone that that has the that that is a like a public figure of some kind whether you don't even necessarily have to be like a famous public figure i mean like if you have if you have a youtube video that you put out put some research behind what you're talking about you don't want to just come out and say something because whether you like to think so or not if you if you're a youtube creator like you're basically the new news media more or less you know if you're putting out social media videos it's important to have your facts right um, because you are going to, you're going to uh, influence the public. So yeah, I mean, I, my opinion. I I actually haven't watched actual news in so long. No, uh, I've actually gotten to a point where, I mean, the news is so biased. Um, yeah, that I really don't want to have watching any. And news. it's biased both ways a lot of times. Oh you know, yeah. Generally, it is. But generally, I'd rather, I'd rather watch uh, news that leans more towards the bias that I would prefer than... Of course, everyone likes their own, but I prefer <laughs> a completely unbiased news sure. source is what I prefer. And you typically find that a little bit more in the in the social media platform. In fact, you know, I, I um, you know how, so, um, well, we'll talk, we'll actually talk a little bit about news media after the break is what we'll do. Because I've got, uh, 
we've got a few things to talk about about that and we need to take a break so ready break so um before the break we were talking about um news media and their bias and whatnot um there's actually, and I forget the name of it, but I saw an advertisement for it um, that was a unbiased uh, news source, but it's a newspaper. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. And I, and I, I saw... I know exactly which one you're talking about. I saw a news... It was on YouTube. Yes. And I saw their news article and I was like, man, that is a good... like, And I like the the, the setup that they're doing. The, and it, the funny thing that it was on YouTube. <laughs> I know. and it, But it's a stinking newspaper. And I'm like, I can't... I'm not going to get... I'm not going to do this thing where I read the newspaper. Come on, guys. Why couldn't you have done like a YouTube channel or 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 put an online paper together? Like, do I really have to read a piece of paper that you deliver to me? <laughs> it's unfortunate because I, I was, I was, that would have been, that would be a news, um, that would be a news uh, source that I would actually pay money to subscribe to is something mm-hmm. that is, that is truly unbiased. That'd be great. Um, but anyhow, <clears throat> so I get a lot of, you know, we get a lot of our news from online these days. Um, did you know that there was like an active shooter back in May of last year at CC's at, uh, on I-44 in Peoria? <coughs> no. I didn't know that either until I saw an ASP video on it. Uh, active self-protection. Yeah. Because he's talking about this video. He says, this comes from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I said, say what? And then I, and then I recognize, I'm like, holy cow, that's, the guy's running across I-44. So the, wait, the guy that was running across, no, no, it was daytime. It was daytime. Uh, The officer took a shot at him with his AR-15 across I-44. And he's the one that got the, uh, the medal. He might have, I don't know. I think there was an officer that got a medal for it. There was, there were, uh, there was, so this guy, I, I don't know his motivation or anything. I mean, I would almost assume that he had to have been on drugs or something because a 25 year old dude, uh, walks into CC's brandishing a firearm and, uh, and shoots a patron in the arm, apparently completely at random. So everyone starts evacuating. <clears throat> out the back of the CCs and the, 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 um, body cam on this TPD officer, you see him pull up in the alley behind as everyone's evacuating out. And he comes at the ready with an AR because their, their call was, um, because they had, <coughs> because they had an active shooter, they, uh, they came, they came kind of a little bit more prepared, um, than just showing up with just their, uh, just their pistols, uh, you know, just ready with their, yeah, they came, they showed up ready to roll. Tyler says off mic because I had to cut his mic because he had to make some mic adjustments. And then he wants to input. He wants to talk <laughs> after, after he signals me to cut his mic. <clears throat> All right. Now you're back. <laughs> Getting ready to roll. All right. Now we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, they, they, he, he goes through the CCs because they said, hey, he ran that way. He's running through the shopping center, and he spots the guy. He's got a gun. Uh, he's already shot somebody. And um, the, the video is pretty, um, pretty crazy because this officer, um, <clears throat> you know, pulls his weapon out, and people are still driving by on I-44, right? Well, the people on the uh, westbound side 
which is closest to him, they see him and stop because he's got a, a you know <laughs> a rifle pointed across the highway, and he takes a very very measured shot, which has to be like that. It is an insane shot to make because he's not only watching traffic going both directions so that he knows he has a clear shot, but he's also got to get a sight picture on the guy and pull the trigger twice, hits him twice across because the guy was on the other side, the other shoulder, all the way across. Yes. The six is, lanes of traffic. This is a guy that got the medal. Uh, Jeremy Lawson was <coughs> talking about it. Yeah. Uh, and they actually did give him a medal for it. He goes, normally... In a shot like that, he goes, he'd have probably gotten reprimanded, and but um, in that specific case, he got a medal. Yeah, well, because <laughs> the the guy was clearly a crazy guy. Now and now, so now not only do we know that he shot somebody, there's confirmation that he shot somebody, and he has a gun, and he is clearly unstable. He's now on a very busy interstate where he could do so much more harm as well. So, you know, the officer, I, I think that was a wise move on the officer's part. That is a, that is a tough shot to make, but he did it safely without anyone getting, well, somebody got hurt. <clears throat> um, the bad guy got hurt. Um, as, uh, as, uh, John Korea from active self-protection would say, he took the asphalt temperature challenge. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so that's, <clears throat> that's, that's good. <laughs> that's, uh, I'm not, I'm not taking, <laughs> I'm not taking credit for that, for that phrase, but that's uh, what, you know, that's what he would say. So, um, so anyhow, I find out about this basically from YouTube. I'm sure it was, I know, I know it was in news stories, but I don't, I don't, I cannot watch the news, especially not the, the local news isn't as bad. But it's just not, I'm just, and I think that's the case with most people in our generation, really just fed up with, um, with the typical news media bias. And I'm, and I'm saying both ways. Like, I don't even like to watch Fox because it seems like, because I, I don't want, I don't even want a news media that's biased on like in, in the direction of my point of view, because right. then, then it's biased. Just, and the thing is back in the day, I guess, um, uh, so I was, I'm reading a book called, uh. Uh, leaders eat last, and mm -hmm. he actually said that there used to be a day. Um, I think he's. I want to say it was uh, about twenty some odd years ago, uh, maybe twenty five to thirty years ago. Mm -hmm. They had a law that there was no uh, bias. Anybody that was reporting the news that's all they were doing was reporting the news yeah and then um i can't remember there there was somebody uh in politics that basically said we need to have uh, basically two different sides yeah of, of the news uh we need to have a republican side and we need to have a uh democratic side and um, he, he, uh, he goes on to say that, um, they, they actually ended up doing a, un, or a, a very biased side. Well, and I, I was like, I think, I that, wish they'd actually go back to the unbiased I and think, just report it. Yeah. And I think that it should be, I think that you should be allowed because there's such a thing as free speech. I think there should, you should be allowed to be biased if you want to be, if you so choose to be, because that is the first amendment right to do so, but you can't call yourself news. 
No. You really can't. I don't think, I think that's irresponsible. I mean, I think that's why uh, CNN's <clears throat> been labeled the Commie News Network. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, I, I. To be honest, I don't even know what CNN stands for because I've been calling up the Commie News Network for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a communication network news or something like that or don't know <laughs> something network news i don't i don't remember either i don't know what it but there's it i i and, and it's it's starting to spread it's disease the disease of biased media is starting to spread even into the internet world as as news is starting to discover that they're no longer relevant in general and then you have people you have platforms like facebook that are going to they they have been you know they have censored things before now the thing is about facebook and a lot of people give it a hard time and say oh you know they're going to take all these videos down that you or they or they only promote videos like this the reality is is their algorithm basically goes off of your what your search history is and what you're looking into and all that stuff so if all you're doing is looking into things that you know infuriate you and um mm -hmm and light the internet on fire that's all you're going to see now on the other hand to that if like all you do is look up you know uh cat videos like that's what's going to end up in your news feed <clears throat> that's why i've uh i've been watching the hodge twins uh i've watched yeah. uh because i started or i was watching i, the I haven't hodge seen twins a lot i haven't seen any any censorship of a lot of the channels and um and pages that i follow because and they they really definitely would not align with facebook's views but they no. still show up in my news feed so and then because i watch the hodge twin or actually it started i was watching uh Kulian noir mm -hmm. and then because i watched him so much well then Lo and behold, Hodge twins showed yeah. up. Well, then, because I watched them, Mark K shows up. Part of the problem, though, I think, with that type of uh, of you know, if you're if you're gaining all of your information from that type of a media, is well, that it's it becomes opinions. It, it, well, and it, well, what I'm saying is like it does form an echo chamber. Because my my Facebook news feed is going to look a whole lot more different than like um than, than like uh, one of my liberal buddies. Um, his, I guarantee you, his Facebook news feed is not seeing the same thing that mine does. And so you have liberal buddies. I have a buddy that is. Uh, I have a buddy or two that are liberal. But this particular one that I'm referencing, I, you've actually seen a you know conversation or two that we've had on Facebook. He's, uh, you know, we we were, we met when we were kids in Texas. Oh, actually, I was going to yeah. say my brother. I mean, he's well. There's that too. Yeah. He, but you know, he sees like so. Your brother, he sees what he wants to see in his newsfeed, and I think that's also kind of. I mean, that's great for social media. Like you really, you don't. It's social media. You don't need to have <clears throat> all of these. You, you don't like. It can be catered to you. I think, but you have to t you have to remind yourself that your view of the world, what you're seeing, is not accurate because you're just seeing what you want to see. And so, this is why I typically challenge myself to look into, like, I I want to look at you know several different forms of media to find out what what is going on in the world type of a deal. I think podcasts are, are, are typically great for that. You know, I listen to <clears throat> several podcasts that, you know, are relatively unbiased, you know. Well, it's like um, uh, the, the, 
Where was I going with this? I'm not sure. You didn't keep going. You didn't. You didn't give me a. <clears throat> you didn't. You didn't send me oh, show I notes. Exactly, I know exactly what I was thinking. Um, you know how uh, people will post uh, that, like when Kobe uh, was yeah uh, killed in the uh, helicopter crash. <coughs> I saw that. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Then I went and searched it, and yeah. sure enough. He actually was killed in a helicopter crash. Yeah. But a lot of times people <clears throat> post these bogus uh, celebrity deaths. Just for the clicks Just, and the likes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And at first I'm like... I thought that same thing too. Seriously? Why? I mean, what do you get out of that? There, there's nothing <clears throat> to gain. But yet at the same time, especially the, uh, the generation above us, uh, above millennials. Gen uh, X. And uh, then also my dad's generation, for whatever Baby reason, boomers. they they will just post whatever without fact checking themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so happens, um, the gener or the <coughs> the gun range guy, yeah, he was a generation before my dad. Uh, so they do it the even worse. Generation. They do it even worse than the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. They throw out information. Oh, they they see oh, something yeah. and it's like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. has got to be true. It's yeah, here yeah. on the internet. Or if they get a post that says, if you you know if you love Jesus, you better forward this, you know, copy and paste it. And so they'll they have to like, that or uh, like they just follow the internet's orders. They're like, oh well, they, the internet said so. I need to do this. My my grandmother does that on quite quite a many occasion. A lot of her news feed is copy and paste posts because it says you know or or you'll get like you'll see like a, a photo of like i bet this photo won't even get you know 100 likes or something like that and so like she'll like it and share it or, or something like oh, that in that case i gotta make sure that <clears throat> yeah it i gotta gets... better better share this one because that's you know that's a photo of uh my lord and savior jesus so it better get you know we better post this well that and, or that or um, copy and paste this because uh, <coughs> Facebook doesn't have the rights to use my photos. If you put it on Facebook, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. a fair game. Yeah. But I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, does Facebook really want your cell phone photo of your grandkid? No. They don't not. care. I don't think that. I mean, the reason why that they have those rights is that if they... <clears throat> If they so choose to put together like a promo video or something like that, where they put like a slideshow of nonsense or whatever through, I mean, yeah. and also who like you shouldn't be posting anything on the internet that you don't want to be able to be public property. Well, that, that I mean, that's like if you put your that's like if you put your personal belongings on your front lawn and you you you're, this and then is you in get my it, front lawn. Yeah, and then you get you upset because it. somebody walks off with it. You know, there's a girl uh, that is childhood friend of ours from uh-huh. where we lived in Arkansas, and she has she's a um, foster parent, and um, she for whatever reason she posts pictures of these kids that she fosters. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Well, she she, she puts like a sticker over their face. Yeah. yeah. Why are you posting them then? I don't understand that. There's someone at our church that um, that does that. I don't know. It's just dumb. <clears throat> because they're they have a foster kid right now, and uh, so they post pictures, and then they'll uh, and the, but the picture 
well, we'll have like a smiley face emoji put over the kid's face. Yeah. And it's dumb. And I get it if it's like a family photo of like everyone else, you know, or their their photos are like doing something and everyone else is in it. And so they're like, eh, hide his face because you can't put him online. But then they should like post pictures of like just him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm not 100% sure what we're getting at here. Cause that is definitely not his yeah, face. <laughs> yeah. Like I have, I have, I, you know, every time I go to church, I'm looking for uh, emoji face kid and I don't see him. <laughs> I don't see him anywhere. Well, in that case, rather than having to do the Photoshop thing, she just needs to get him an emoji face mask. Yeah. That will be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I think. Every time we take pictures, you need to have this mask on. Well, in in her defense, I think the point is is that she's the the real content of the post is in the text, and nobody pays attention to post unless there's a photo. Like oh, no, yeah. like it's rare that you know you you ever see those like. And my grandma is an, another. Um, you know, this is another one of the things that she'll post. Uh, she's not the only one, but. She's one of the, one of the people that I'll see in the newsfeed. This like long text chain, like this huge uh, block of text that, and I'm like, what is Grandma ranting about? So I'm reading it, and it says, you know, because this doesn't have a picture, most people are going to scroll through it, and blah 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 blah. And then somewhere like seven paragraphs down, it has instructions for what you need to do to prove that you read it instead of just scrolled past it, and that is, you know, obviously includes copying and pasting and sharing, and uh, and I'm like, well. Well, that's not, there's no, like it says something like that. I'm never going to copy and paste and share any of that junk. No, yeah. Uh, that's that's like, um, you know, those those email, what, what do they used to call it? The email cha- uh, chains that used to you used to get that would say, if you don't forward this, you know, if you forward this, then, you know, you'll be blessed with a million dollars tomorrow or something like that. What was the, what do they, what do they used to call that? That's something from our generation. I don't. I don't remember what they used to call that the, the email it didn't come from our generation no it didn't come from our generation but it was big whenever we were whenever well, we that's were because email was big whenever <clears throat> yeah yeah first what was it called got into computers it was email i don't know chain don't email. Know. chain emails that's what they're called chain emails you know you, you would get this chain email and you were supposed to like forward it to 10 friends or your dog would die if you don't, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. And every time I'd get one of those forwards from someone in my contact list, I'm like, what? Did you literally believe that if you didn't forward it, you would have bad luck? Like, why are you forwarding this? I don't understand it. It doesn't. And it's so usually... Did you, ever, did you ever just pay attention to your dog and make sure it didn't die? I mean... If you didn't forward it? I mean, I've had dogs die, but I don't think it was from the email. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't think it was from the email, <laughs> at least. You know, I, I just get a kick out of this. It's hilarious to me. I don't like being told what to do, and I certainly am not going to be told what to, what to do by some random uh, block of text in Facebook that wasn't even authored by like anybody I know. You know, I don't understand that. They're like, you can't just share this. You have to copy it and paste it to your status, and and then that'll prove that you're. Uh, you know that'll and tag your you're and tag a me. Genuine human being. You're a genuine. Well, that'll prove that you're a that you're a real friend because most of my friends will scroll past this just because of to prove you're a real friend of mine. You have to forward this, <coughs> and it's like, well, I don't need to prove that. <laughs> I don't need to prove any of that garbage. You know, 
And in fact, if, in fact, if I'm copying and pasting this garbage, you, you probably just don't count me as a friend. And if and if that were the case, like if I did that and and I had people, you know, forward that on, I'd be like, well, you guys aren't my real friends because my, a real friend of mine would not be doing that nonsense. Um, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, it's time to make some revisions to this friend list. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook friends and real life friends are two completely different things, and I think it's it's we do live in a weird time right now. Well, I mean, uh, like Keith and you uh, just became friends on Facebook. Yeah, we just became friends on Facebook. But you've known I've known him for like since fourteen years, thirteen years, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely half my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, a little bit more than half my life. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it is. Because I think I was 14. Something like that. I'm 30 no. now. No, I think I think I was 13 or 14 whenever we met. You're a couple years old. Well, you were like 15 whenever we met. Maybe, yeah. So about you know half your life. Right now, half my life. Give or take. <clears throat> but as long as you're taking care of my mechanic work and you yeah. don't screw it up for whatever reason... You'll be my mechanic, and we'll stay friends, and yeah. we'll just we'll yeah. work it out that way. Well, as long as you don't unfriend me on Facebook, we're fine. That's it, right that's, there. That's the that's the true. Cause well, I, the thing <laughs> is, though, you and I are are you and I friends, or you and or myself and your wife friends? Because I don't know. Well, I so I don't have a I don't have a separate Facebook. Like she actually does. She Crap. has one. My wife has one that's just her Facebook. Dang it! No, so you're just I'm friends. Not really friends with you? I mean, you're not friends, friends with, with me personally. You're friends with us as a couple, like my <laughs> wife and I, because I, I don't have a separate Facebook. And realistically, it actually is my Facebook because she has another Facebook that she usually uses. So, I'm friends with your marriage. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We actually the the Facebook started that particular profile started because it was her it did it was just Alicia Hernandez. And we I was in training and I was in the military and I you know this is before really smartphones. And so I never was on Facebook. Um and people would constantly be asking her, "Oh, how's Matt doing?" like friends of of mine would be like, oh, hey, how's Matt doing? How's this? And, and so she'd have to, you know, she'd tell me. And I, and I got tired of, like, I'm like, if they want to ask me, they can, like, text me or call me or something like that. They don't need to post it on Facebook that I don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I said, and I was like, just respond as me. And she's like, well, they're, they're going to think that, they're going to think it's just me. And I was like, well, then put my name on the Facebook profile. And it can be our Facebook. And then just pretend to be me. And she did. So if you are one of the people that was Facebook that was talking to me on Facebook, like messaging me on Facebook or posting on Facebook on my newsfeed um, from like 2008, late 2008 to like 2010. You weren't talking to me. Uh, Fun fact. (coughs) Just a fun fact. You know, if you were posting on there saying, hey, how's everything going, Matt? And, And I responded saying, everything's going great, having a great time, you know, in water survival school. Um, That wasn't me. (coughs) Fun fact. If you really honestly wanted to talk to me, you had my phone number. So that's what you that's what you get. <laughs> the truth has been, been unveiled. <laughs> but then it morphed and uh, eventually I kind of took over that Facebook because I actually started, you know, uh, using Facebook. And I didn't want to start my own profile because we already had, you know, all the friends on there. I didn't want to have to, like, search out and, like, get all the friends. Yeah, he kicked his wife out. 
Yeah, so she has she has her own Facebook, but she still occasionally uses it because her own Facebook has her family on it, and so she doesn't want her family to intertwine with some of the like people like because on like at our like church because her family does not necessarily post very friendly very uh, family friendly things. So, but she has it, but she does want them to be connected on Facebook. So, because a lot of times her family will not have cell phones. And so that's their only, her only way of communicating with them uh, on occasion. She has to Facebook message them because they either, you know, don't have a cell phone or they didn't, you know, pay their cell phone bill or something along those lines. So, <clears throat> so, she, so she needs to communicate with them that way so she can't, like, unfriend them and make it more friendly to where she can, like, be on, like, EBC Ladies Group or something like that with our <laughs> church. Because she doesn't want to be, like, friends with someone at our church and then all of a sudden get, like, this terrible photo posted from her family or whatever. I don't um, so, <clears throat> so that's that's kind of, you know. Somebody's in Give the, some of the some of the the garbage that her family post would would definitely give some of the some of the church ladies heart palpitations for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Well, I never. I don't know if we have any Southern bells in our church, but <laughs> well, I never. I do I declare. declare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we actually have any Southern bells in our church. That would that would make that would make life more interesting though. I think it's a kick that um, we said that <laughs> yeah. exactly at the same time. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of my take on social media, news media in general, but also social media. <clears throat> hey, do you have a go bag? You'll, yes and no. Okay. I didn't know if you live that type of lifestyle. <laughs> like, like, oh, you never know. I think it's important to have a go bag for multiple. And it's not like, oh... You know, the end of the world's happening, like Red Dawn style, you know, the the Russians are invading type of a deal. I've got a uh, small, I guess, go bag in my my safe right now, but... I think it's it's relatively important in the event that, like, let's say a a pretty bad natural disaster happens and you got to get the heck out of Dodge um, because something has occurred, you know. And it's used in, you know, and it's, it's always wise to have some form of self-defense in, you know, or, or, um, or accessories for that go bag, um, beyond just like a carry pistol, you know, because though I have a carry pistol, um, you weren't carrying with a round chambered. How about that? That's not normal. That is not normal. It's also not a... Not necessarily a, uh, that's not, that's not great to find out later. (laughs) Um, but no, having a, uh, that's also, that's something that's always important to always be aware of what you have going on in here. Yeah, look dumb. Oh, crap. That would be a bad day. Because if you have to pull that gut out and you don't, so I never, you know, it's not part of my muscle memory to draw, rack around, and then fire because I always have a round in the chamber. Now, if I have to reload, then I know that I need to rack around. Anyhow, I think it's good to have a have a go bag um, because you never know. And, and just and just having one, just having like your carry pistol, can be good 
but what if like you're limited on how much ammo you have and you're also limited on what you can do with it so my go bag has um various rounds of various types of ammunition in it but the primary ammunition that it has in it the, the most of, it, of its ammunition is going to have uh, ammo for my ar um, and for my 45 because those are my two um uh primary weapons and the ar you know you People think, well, what are you like worried about, like a civil war or something, or something crazy break? No, um, it's good no, if. but at the same time, <clears throat> anything can happen. Anything can happen, and it's a great, it's a great multi-purpose rifle. So I can use it for defending my family, but also, it's really, it's a really good rifle for hunting, um, uh, multiple types of game. So, um, and you say, and you may say, well, what would you need an AR to hunt for? Well, it's just. It's it's lighter um, and easier to use than my thirty thirty. Now it's not my go to deer rifle um, per se. I but actually I, was I can watching carry a more video. ammunition easily for it. I was watching a video the other day <coughs> that um, man who was it? Uh, oh, it was Colian Noir. He said something about how or he was, he showed a video first of Joe Biden saying that uh, who needs a an AR for, uh, or an assault rifle for, uh, for hunting. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's not really that easy, uh, to hunt with, no, it was Beto. It was Beto or, or whatever it is. Dumb Rourke, name is. Yeah. Francis. Uh, <coughs> yeah. So he's the one that said, hi, oh, you'll, you'll spoil the meat. You'll destroy the meat. And. Not if you're a good shot. Kulian says. No. He goes, let's cut to a video here of me hunting deer. And he shoots a deer and it runs for a few minutes. Or not a few minutes. It looked like a few seconds. And then he goes over to it and he goes, meat looks great. Yeah. And yet at the same time, uh, then he also said, in the event that you do need to use an AR for hunting, he goes, and... In the grand scheme of things, hunting with an AR is the best type of gun to hunt with when it comes to hunting. Hunting um, multiple types of game, too. Because exactly. Here's, here's why there I... There are some animals that you have to have an AR. You ha- well, here's the reason why I, I... If I were to grab only uh, two weapons, it's because I've got to get out of my house quick and we've got you know natural disaster or whatever, it would be my AR and presently my 45. but that's about to change whenever I get that Ruger 57. That's going to be my go-to handgun. <clears throat> um, and the reason for that is my, my 45 is um, the best self-defense pistol that I have right now. Uh, but my AR is a good, it's a good self-defense rifle, but it's also a really good multi-purpose hunting rifle. Now say, for instance, we need to get food because something has happened, natural disaster has occurred, and um, like, uh, you know, our entire electrical grid goes down and things get chaotic and we got to get out into the wilderness and we need to survive off the land. Well, my 3030 is a phenomenal deer rifle, and if I'm going deer hunting and deer hunting only, I will take my lever action 3030 <clears throat> with a rifle. Now, now, <clears throat> granted, I can also guarantee you that one more weapon will be going with me, and that is my bow, um, for sure. Um, but in a survival situation, when it comes down to it, and I need to, you know, I need to hunt something. 
my AR would suffice for multitude of reasons. It does, if you're good at shot placement, then it'll have no problem dropping a deer in one shot. But here's the problem with my 30-30. It's, it's a big, big bullet. And the problem with my 30-30 is I cannot squirrel hunt with it. I mean, I can, but there's not going to be there much squirrel be left. There much squirrel left. I don't know if you've, I don't know if I've ever showed you some video of us shooting, like, I think we shot a melon with the 30-30. And uh, it was like a honeydew melon. And uh, the thing it practically exploded. It looked mm. like I was using stinking incendiary rounds on the thing. And all it was is just a hunting round. And, um, <clears throat> and it was, I mean, it just went kablooey, right? And it's a, it's because, it's because it's a really big round. And so that would be great. It's great for hunting deer because every time I've shot a deer with that 30-30, it drops right away. I've never had to track a deer with that 30-30 because it, 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 it laid down and died where it was shot. <clears throat> Exploded the heart. Yes. In fact, in one case, when I was when I was cleaning the deer, I was looking for the heart because I like to eat the heart. It's really good. Um, and I could not find the heart. I'm like, where is the heart on this thing? And it's because it the heart exploded. Like there was in a, its butt. <laughs> <laughs> so so the the uh, the AR fifteen is great because you can also, you know, you don't necessarily need as as heavy as a bullet uh, and use the five five six, the sixty five grain five five six. Um, if you're switching to like varmint hunting <clears throat> or something along those lines, like squirrel or rabbit, you can use the 223, which is a lighter round and it doesn't pack quite as big of a punch. They're basically the, the same or they, they're, they're practically the same size. Um, but it's not as, it's not as high powered. And, and I would use 223 if I'm hunting, you know, rabbit or squirrel, but you could also use 556 and it's not going to explode the thing like a 3030 will. Not only that, but it is a gun that is much easier to carry large quantities of ammo f for. And that's not just for self-defense. Let's say, you know, what if you are stuck having to live off the land for years? Well, my 3030, the bullets are big. They're also heavy in comparison to the 556. I can carry more rounds per weight. Um, uh, you know, so with, with my AR than I can the 3030, I can have years supply of ammo. If all I'm using it for is hunting, I'm going to have, you know, several years supply just by carrying like 500 rounds, you know, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and, and carrying 500 rounds of 3030 weighs like three times as much because they're heavy and big bullets. And that's most hunting caliber uh, rifles. Now, if you have a, you can use a, a two, two, three, and that's the thing. If I had a hunting rifle that was like a two, two, three, then um, maybe that would be a rifle that I would grab as well or something like that. But the AR is a phenomenal multi-purpose rifle. So in this go bag, I also have obviously a um, first aid kit. That's a good thing to have. Uh, water purification tablets, but I also have a water filter um, as well. <clears throat> and that's really just for until I can establish a clean water source somewhere, um, which isn't, you know, that's a, those are good survival skills to have. Um, as well as, you know, a pair of binoculars is useful, a rain poncho, um, um, and a few other, you know, survival type things. And I, I think I, th I would urge everybody to put together a go bag of some kind, an emergency kit, basically, if you've got to... Because you don't want to just have like an emergency kit that is, you know, in your home. You need some, you want something that's portable because it can be used in your home in the event of like a, you know, emergency of some kind. But then it can also be used on the go if you've got to kind of get out of town because 
something has happened, whether it be, you know, <clears throat> natural disaster, you've got to go, you don't want to have to be worrying about what you need to throw together to pack, even if it's not in a huge rush. Let's say, you know, uh, in Oklahoma, we have tornadoes. Say a tornado comes through, knocks out the grid, and we have no power for weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to go stay with relatives or something like that in, you know, Arkansas or Kansas or uh, New Mexico or wherever. And in, in the transit, as you're transitioning, you're driving somewhere, it's probably wise to have some of these survival type gear just in case you need it. Like, um, you know, things that you would need for basic camping or basic, uh, you know, uh, survival and in, like a, a good first aid kit. So you already have a bag packed and ready to go. Cause in, whenever th something's happened, that's that dramatic. Like the last thing you want to be doing is trying to come through, go through a checklist and you have to gather all these items from around your home to put into a bag. So this way, all you've got to do is pack some clothes, um, grab a couple of, uh, <clears throat> grab a couple of other items and then head out. You already have your kind of go bag. It's a, it's a wise thing to have. I'm thinking about putting together, um, uh, a, a second go bag or something like that. That was, that's more, um, maybe, maybe more designed for, um, other things or something like that. I mean, I've got plenty of random old backpacks and duffel bags laying around. Um, so I've, I've kind of toying around with the idea of putting together different types of go bags and see what I like the best. But, um, well, another thing about the AR versus my 3030, here's another thing. My 10 year old son can comfortably shoot a target at a hundred yards with my AR. And that's primarily because it's very low recoil gun, um, for what it is. And, he can and has shot my 3030, but that thing kicks like a mule. I mean, it, it, it'll bruise my shoulder even. Um, I mean, it, you can mitigate some of that, but put a, you know, put a shoulder pad on it that, <clears throat> you know, like a limb saver rubber shoulder pad or something like that. Um, but he can't shoot that now. Um, so, so that, that's kind of, you know, everyone in my fam, or well, not everyone, I guess really, um, everyone that's old enough to comfortably manipulate and handle a firearm. It's like my younger kids. I don't, they can't, I wouldn't want them to like, they can't safely handle a firearm, not for lack of, you know, firearm safety knowledge. It's that they're, they're, they're too small. As the thing is when, you know, whenever you have younger kids, like you wouldn't want to hand, you wouldn't want, you know, even if Marjorie knew all the safety rules in the world, you wouldn't want her handling a firearm because she's too small to be able to, you know, manipulate the firearm in a safe manner. Right. Um, and that's the same with my, my, even my 10 year old son, he can comfortably handle the AR, but he can't without direct, like, which he's always directly supervised, obviously, um, whenever he is handling a firearm. But if you know, if he needed to, he wouldn't need my help to safely handle the AR. He does need my help to safely handle the, um, my, my, like a, a 45 or something like that. He wouldn't need that from a revolver, but he would for a, a semi-auto because he can, he can chamber around and rack the slide in, but he can't lock the slide back in order to open it up to show clear on his own because it requires a little bit more, um, strength. strength in the, in the hands. Um, so, so I, you know, he's in, in, in that just, he's just too small, um, to be able to do that, but he can safely handle, like I, I could comfortably know that he can handle 
a revolver because it's easy to open up the chamber to, you know, show that it's empty and, you know, basically render that firearm a little bit more safe for, you know, um, for handling. So, um, now how does all of this play into business advice? I have no idea. I have not these foggiest of ideas. I don't know. And I, and I'm not a hundred percent certain <laughs> when we're going to get back on that track, but I'm telling you, I think it's just right now, I mean, the, the, the topic kind of came up and it's kind of been running through to several weeks uh, now and uh, from, you know, not just by my show, but also uh, the Protecting What Matters Most show. But uh, that being said, also, uh, if you guys, any listeners of this show enjoy this show, um, Protecting What Matters Most is another show that you should uh, check out um, that is hosted by Tyler. And I am the co-host slash sound engineer. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's it's more geared towards uh, home security and security alarm systems, and camera systems, and things like that. Things involving the security industry, uh, because that's what he does for a living. Even even a random cop in Kansas knows. Um, <clears throat> sure does. <laughs> made sure to let him know. Yeah, you sure did. I think we've mentioned that story before on the show, but the the short of it is, is uh, we get pulled over, and Tyler meant to hand him his uh, concealed carry permit, and they look very similar. He accidentally handed him his CCTV installer's license. <laughs> the cop well, says, "Now, yeah, now I've actually got my manager's license on its way." Oh yeah, so then you can so, really, man, I can really, you can really let them cops pair up know. with him. <laughs> Compare notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and your cleat, isn't that license look the same? Oh, yeah, very similar. <laughs> yeah. So you'll just have... You'll I'll just, just whip them all out. You just hand them, just hand them a, a deck of cards. <laughs> and just, here's my license. Here's my concealed carry license. Here's my... Here's my cleat, cleat arm license. security license. Here's my CCTV and manager's license and this, that. You just hand them a stack of, you know, just <laughs> hand them a whole stack of cards to go through. Man, that that cop in Kansas, he had the most he had the most confused look on his face. <laughs> and I almost mirrored that confusion whenever he said, "So you're in security because of like how did he know that?" Man, this guy's investigation skills are on point. <laughs> Cuz we're not we're not in a we weren't we weren't in a witness vehicle. We weren't in a witness vehicle. Well, it was a witness vehicle, it just it, wasn't wrapped. It was, it wasn't wrapped. There's no decal saying that it's a witness it's it's one it was one of your unmarked vehicles <laughs> basically. You weren't wearing a, I don't think you were wearing a shirt or like a jacket or anything that said witness security. Nope. And so I'm like, how on earth did he know that? And then he walks, you know, he, he lets us go and he, he heads back to his squad car and he had handed, you know, everything back. And I, I don't know if I discovered it or you discovered it. I, I think you discovered it. I handed you back your license and stuff that you had handed me because you're sitting in the passenger seat. And you go, oh, man. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I handed him my CCTV installer. <laughs> like, that's how he knew. Like, man, I just I just thought he was just, you know. Really good at his yeah. investigative skills. Yeah. I thought he was over here super sleuthing. I don't understand why this guy's a beat cop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why is this guy not? They need to promote him to robbery homicide, like, right away. <laughs> he, is on, he is on point. He could smell the yeah. CCTV coming out of this thing. Yeah, I had no idea. And he was, I mean, he was very perplexed. He's like, why is this guy? The crazy thing is, if he'd have done any investigative uh, work and saw that your kids were sitting in the floor. Allegedly. Oh, boy. 
Allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, I mean, that cop can't get us now. <clears throat> no, maybe not. I think it's it's past a statute uh, of limitations. limitations for sure. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, no, because we were in my house. Uh, I was living in my house. Yeah, it's only a few years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just going to... That's why I said allegedly. Yeah. You know, then, you know, it's got to be proven in court. So, uh... <laughs> So, uh, Hopefully I have, that never happens again. <clears throat> yeah. So, how do you feel? Whoa. Did you hear that? Or is that just me? Oh, that was just me. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I messed a messed with my headphones because I lost myself in my left ear and then I could only hear myself in my right ear and then it like went back. So I was like, I almost got dizzy with my audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you feel? Like, whenever it comes to your confidence with with your particular carry weapon, um, so I I really haven't had a chance to go uh, to the range and shoot mine since uh, shooting and qualifying with the uh, Beretta M9. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know, but I know um, that before, um. Yeah, when we were out at the range and we were you were I, trying to freshen up your skills. I was not as good as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And uh so I definitely need to get the range and Yeah. Uh also I need to qualify with my carry weapon whenever it comes to uh for security till I can afford to get a Rieger 57. I mean, yeah. That's the that's the ticket, man. I think that's the gun, to, especially as a duty carry. Open. Now that's not a, that's not a gun that will be easily concealable for sure. Who um, needs to conceal it? <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's the thing. There's no reason to conceal it. And I think so. I think that's an important point to make. Uh, whatever it comes to confidence in the weapon that you carry, like a lot of people will, you know, shoot it and they they feel pretty, and then they don't shoot it for a while. So I. Uh... Last Thursday, I show up to the customer's house. I've got uh-huh. to re-network his uh, cameras, and uh, I didn't know that my jacket had come up, and it was now riding inside between, between. the uh, gun and my, my yeah. uh, hip. And so I get out of the truck. I'm walking up his house, and he's a uh, an old, old former Marine. He's a uh, ROTC teacher at Sepulpa High School, and... Man, he... Uh, Mr. American Horse? Uh, no. Okay, never mind that. Uh-huh. But anyways, he uh, he it's a new practically yeah. bent over, and he's uh, just <coughs> trying to see what I'm carrying, and he yeah. just, he comes unglued, just like, oh, man, this is so cool. And he, he's trying to see, and I was like, Ruger LC9, and he uh, goes, oh, that's a good gun. He just goes yeah. on and on and on. I said, "Oh, my buddy is looking at the uh, getting the Ruger uh, 57." Yeah, and he goes, "What's that?" I said, "Oh, you gotta know. It's you gotta it's an amazing looking gun." So oh. I went ahead and pulled your text out that you had sent me uh, uh-huh. of the specs, and I said, "All right, so here's the the one I set, showed him the 20 plus one." Uh-huh. I said, "This is this is the stock." And then if you're wanting to be state compliant with other states, well, then you can do this 10 point or 10 plus one. And he just died laughing. He thought that was so funny. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And 
But uh, yeah, he, and the funny thing is, the state compliant, uh, though it's only ten plus one, is the same size and it's the same, same price. Cost. <laughs> yeah, same price. Well, that's you know, that's the that's the you know what you have to, that's the the toll you have to pay for living in states like that. And that's the thing is, I would you know if I if if Oklahoma passed uh, a mag thing restriction with, like that, like I'd leave Virginia. Yeah, with with Virginia <clears throat> doing that thing. And I, I don't know if you saw the video, but um, West Virginia is actually uh, trying to let counties secede from Virginia, the Virginia mm-hmm. Union and move to uh, yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, uh, which that would be the first time in a very, very long time in the history of the U.S. if it did manage to happen to where state boundaries are redrawn. Um, and it's kind of a smart move on West Virginia's part because... Though they are, I mean, they have they have some economical value because they've got coal mines and they have, but they're not, and they have some mat, na, uh, plenty of natural resources, but they don't have a huge population um, in comparison is, to Virginia. If, <clears throat> if I don't know if you've seen the map of the counties that said that uh, they are not going to follow the uh, that law, uh-huh. that, uh, it, it's nuts. It's almost so they they had a um, all the counties that were willing or wanting to uh, basically be sanctuary cities mm-hmm. uh, for guns. It's pre- they they had those as uh, a, like like a lime green, mm-hmm. and then blue was the ones that were uh, not going to uh, they they were going to follow more towards Ralph Northam's thought process or whatever. Yeah, and then. Um, there's a couple of counties that were unsure and, um, the lime green was pretty much the whole state. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that people don't understand about Virginia is that that state is primarily conservative. It's just the, the largest concentration of population resides in Northern Virginia, um, in the Northern area, like Fairfax County, um, uh, Richmond. Uh, Richmond, well, and then down in, down in Richmond, so you have uh, so you have concentrations of population that tend to vote and dictate <clears throat> what the rest of the state does, and the majority of the state though is not for it. They're not they're not having this, and that's why we have electoral college. Yeah, for the mass for, of the state. Yeah, or the the U.S. But uh, because so many of the Dems live on the east and west yeah. coast. Yeah, and and it and it and it it flips back and forth too in Virginia um, because sometimes you'll have you know uh, a con- conservative majority, but the reality is is most um, most Virginian natives are conservative. It's just that there is a lot of um, there's a lot of transient population that comes and goes because you have you know a lot of government jobs and a lot of you know military. Um, bases and whatnot up in, you know, where would, so that, so most of Northern Virginia is populated by people who aren't there. They didn't, weren't born and raised in Virginia. They're transplants from somewhere else. Like yeah, myself, the military, whenever I lived there. The military ones aren't going to be uh, leaning more. Not to generally, but you have a lot of government contract jobs where you have, sure. um, you know, people working up in DC um, that, you know, that may may be a little bit more leaning on the liberal side. So, um, uh, not to cut this short, but I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, Though it's been fun. 
Yes, it has. We will uh, we will be back next week with um, with some more, probably some more talk about this uh, subject, or maybe we'll finally get back on track and talk more about this. Uh, who needs <laughs> jobs? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a second. What? <laughs> on that note, um, we will uh, we will uh, talk at you later. <laughs>